Thank you for joining us for this message today. If you're new to the church or want to connect in any way, check us out at harborcitychurch.org. We would love to connect with you. Thank you so much. And with that, let's jump into the message. Good morning, church. So glad for you to join us this morning. Um, in just a moment, we're going to be jumping into our message today, which is a continuation of this message of the devil's worst nightmare. But before we do, I just wanted to make note that today is Pentecost Sunday, and this is the day that we celebrate the birth of the church as it came about in the book of Acts and the pouring on of the, the Holy Spirit as it came uh, on the believers and empowered them. And so today is a special day that uh, I'm privileged to be able to speak to you today and uh, I'm excited as to what is God, a, God is going to do uh, through this message. And so, yeah, it's a day of celebration, a celebration of the church. So we're going to get into it. So today's uh, message, uh, the devil's worst nightmare, the Holy Spirit in you. So before we get into the meat of the message today, I first want to kind of give some, some uh, background, some, some building stones for us. So we're going to go all the way back into the book of Genesis, the very beginning, where God uh, spoke uh, creation into existence. And uh, just want to highlight some stuff here, how in Genesis 1-3, says, And God said, Let there be light, and there was light. And in Genesis 1-6, it says, God said, let there be a vault between the waters to separate water from water. And then Genesis 1-9, it says, God said, let the water under the sky be gathered to one place and let dry ground appear. And it was so. And then in 1-11, it says, and then God said, let land produce vegetation, seed bearing plants and trees on the land that fruit that bear fruit with seed in it according to their various kinds, and it was so. And then one fourteen, and God said, Let there be lights in the vault of the sky to separate the day from the night, and let them serve as signs to mark sacred times and days and years. And then in one twenty says, God said, again, let the water team with living creatures, let, uh, let birds fly above the earth and across the vaults of the sky. And in 124, and God said, once again, let the land produce living creatures according to their kinds, the livestock, the creatures that move along the ground, and the wild animals, each according to its kind, and it was so. God merely spoke, and it became. God spoke, and light was formed. God spoke, and the ocean was formed. God spoke, and living creatures in, on the land and in the sea became by the word of his mouth. Now, something very unique happens at this point in creation. As God is speaking into existence, creation itself, he then goes on to create us in a very different way. And I want to make note of that. We were not just spoken into existence like he did with the rest of creation. We were shaped, we were formed by the creator's hands. And I want to show you this here in Scripture, in, in Genesis 1, 26 through 27. It says, Then God said, Let us make mankind in our image, in our likeness, so that they may rule over the fish of the sea and the birds in the sky, 
over the livestock and all the wild animals and over all the creatures that move along the ground. So God created mankind in his own image. In the image of God, he created them, male and female, he created them. He created you with his hands. He made you with his hands. He formed you, he shaped you, and he made us in his own likeness, in his own image. Now this automatically, because we've been formed and been shaped and being created in God's image, this automatically makes us, uh, you know, God's most cherished and prized uh, possession. He, we look just like him, just like my kids look just like me, and they're my most cherished and prized possession. Um, my daughter, she's a very uh, creative, has a very creative mind. She loves art. She loves just making things. And sometimes, uh, even this morning, she wakes up in the morning, and as soon as she comes down the stairs out of her, her room, she starts going to paint and create things because her mind just goes to this place of wanting to create something. And each one of these creations that she makes, each one of these paintings and art projects and stuff that she does is very precious to her because she spent time on them. She spent uh, effort into, into them, put into them, and and so each one is very precious. And because she is such an artistic person, she is like constantly creating and constantly making things and constantly painting. So sometimes uh, it can get a bit much. Like there's a lot of things that she has created that are in our house. And she's actually now made an art museum that you have to pay five uh, copper coins to get in, uh, pennies. Um, but yeah, she has this little art room museum that she's created, and uh, there's, I don't know how many, dozens already of little creations in there, but each one to her uh, is precious, and she actually has caught me a couple of times trying to clean up the house, and and I'm grabbing her little creations, uh, her little art projects, and with the intent of throwing them away, and she will walk in on me and be like, Dad, what are you doing with my paintings? And I'm kind of caught there, and I'm like, I'm going to put them up and save them for you, honey. And she's like, oh, good, because that's my most very special favorite one. And she says that about all of them. But it's the same with you and me. Each one of us, you included, uh, we are God's most favorite and special creation. And right there makes us an enemy of the, of the devil. Um, nothing is more precious to me than my kids. Nothing is more precious to God than his kids. And you're his kids. And he desires to be in relationship with us. That is why he created us. That's why he formed us and he shaped us. As he wanted to be in relationship with us. And God formed us not in just a physical sense. Like he did with the animals and the birds, but he also created us uh, to carry his Holy Spirit. And I want to just look at a, a verse here in Genesis 2-7. And it says, Then the Lord God formed man from the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and the man became a living soul. So we are not just matter put together, not just skin and bones, but God also breathed into us the breath of life to where we became a living soul. A spirit was birthed in us just like God formed and created our, our body. He formed and created 
the spiritual aspect of us too. And he formed and created us in that way so that we could carry the presence of the Holy Spirit. There are many things that my kids are unable to do. They're just too weak, not smart enough, whatever. Uh, But they know that where they are not strong enough, where they are not smart enough, that their mom and dad usually are. We're not, you know, we... We're not 100% uh, smart and, and able to do everything, but we, we do a lot more than they do, and they know where their source is. They know where they can go when they're not strong enough. And so they come to us, and they ask us for help on many occasions. Hey, Dad, can you help me uh, make this? Or, Dad, can you help me uh, with whatever it may be? And so Jesus created us, or God created us, to harbor the presence of the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit is our helper. And Jesus was actually such a great representation of this and an example to us that he himself, Jesus, the Son of God, who is God, used the power of the Holy Spirit to perform all the signs and wonders that he did. He didn't operate out of his own power, out of his own strength, He operated out of the power of the Holy Spirit, and he did this as an example to us. And I want to highlight some scriptures that show this. First, the infilling of the Holy Spirit to Jesus himself in Luke 3.22. And the Holy Spirit descended on him in bodily form like a dove, and a voice came from heaven and said, You are my son whom I love, with you I am well pleased. And then in Luke 4.1, it says, Jesus, full of the Holy Spirit, left the Jordan and was led by the Spirit into the wilderness. And then Matthew 12.28 says, But as Jesus casting out evil spirits in people, and the Pharisees are accusing him, and he says, But if it is by the Spirit of God that I drive out demons, then the kingdom of God has come upon you. And he highlights here that I do this by the power of the Spirit of God, by the power of the Holy Spirit. And the same Holy Spirit that filled Jesus and that gave him power to do what he did is the same Holy Spirit that we have access to as well. And so Satan saw the power of the Holy Spirit displayed uh, in Jesus. He saw what Jesus did and by the power of the Holy Spirit. Satan knew that Jesus operated by the power of the Holy Spirit, and he is terrified to see that same power uh, displayed through us, through his kids. And this is why. In John fourteen twelve, it says, Very truly I tell you, whoever believes in me will do the works I have been doing. This is Jesus speaking to uh, his disciples, and he says, Then they will do greater things than these because I am going to the Father. And we think, how can I do greater things? I'm not Jesus. I'm not God. But guess what? Jesus operated in the power of the Holy Spirit. We get to operate in the power of the Holy Spirit, the same Spirit, the same strength. And John, 1 John 4, 4, you, dear children, are from God and have overcome them because the one who is in you is greater than the one who is in the world. And Satan is terrified of the one who is in you. He is terrified of the Holy Spirit in you and you allowing him to have uh, uh, him 
let his power be displayed through you. So what is it exactly that the Holy Spirit, when he comes into us and he fills us, what exactly does the Holy Spirit do? And I want to walk us through uh, a few points here today. Why the worst nightmare of the devil truly is the Holy Spirit in us. So what does the Spirit, Holy Spirit do in us and through us? Number one, the Holy Spirit reveals truth to us. John 14, 15 through 17 says, If you love me, keep my commands, and I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate to help you and be with you forever. This is the Spirit of truth. The world, world cannot accept him because it neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him, for he lives with you and will be in you. The Holy Spirit is the Spirit of truth, and he not only brings the word to our lives, brings truth to our lives, but he also exposes the lies of the enemy, and Satan hates that. He hates it when he tries to bring, that's like his primary weapon, is to bring confusion, to bring uh, lies, to get us to believe things that are not true. And then, but if we let the Holy Spirit operate in us, he exposes those lies. He shows them for what they really are. And then we don't have to believe that lie anymore. We get to believe in the, the word of truth that God has given us in his word and through the power of the Holy Spirit. And Satan, Satan hates that. Um, number two is the Holy Spirit gives us the ability to overcome fear. There are many fearful situations, even in the times that we are in right now, there's being, uh, fear spread across, uh, in, in a, in a wide manner, but regardless of what it is, the Holy Spirit is powerful enough for us to overcome every single situation and fear. Uh, first or Second Timothy one seven says, "For God has not give us, given us a spirit of fear, no, but of power and of love and a sound mind." God has given us. Jesus went to the Father and asked God, and God gave us the Holy Spirit, who is the Spirit of power, the Spirit of love, and the Spirit of sound mind. So we do not have to fear. And then in Acts 1, 6 through 8, it says, Then they gathered around him and asked him, Lord, are you at this time going to restore the kingdom to Israel? He said to them, It is not for you to know the times or the dates Father has set by his own authority, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you will be witnesses in Jerusalem and all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. Holy Spirit will come and he will empower you. He will give you boldness. He will give you courage. He will give you faith to go out and be a witness to everybody that we come in contact with to share the good news, to share the gospel, to share the love of Jesus. And Satan doesn't want that to happen, but it's going to when you let the Holy Spirit operate in you. Number three. The Holy Spirit produces spiritual fruit in us, and through it, we shine the light of Jesus in this world. Galatians 5, 22-23 says, But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. 
Against such there is things there is no law. And forbearance there means patience. So in situations that are stressful, in situations that are hurtful, in situations where there is pain, in situations that normally would result from a, a worldly perspective where we should have bitterness, harbor bitterness and, and vengeance, have a mind of vengeance towards somebody, the Holy Spirit comes and gives us the ability through these fruits of the Spirit, through His Spirit, to act in a different way, to act in the spirit of love, to act in the spirit of patience, to act in the spirit of kindness. And when we act differently, when we're allowing the Holy Spirit to operate in us in this and let His fruit come alive and, and be produced in us and through us, and especially in tough situations, when we, we let Him do this and we're kind in situations where you know, normally you would see somebody be mean or we offer forgiveness where somebody would normally hold, hold on to bitterness or hold on to a grudge. When we do that, the world takes notice because we're not acting like the world. We're acting differently than what they have seen other people act like and what they're seeing as we are acting in this way is love and is kindness and is peace and is joy and what they're actually seeing as we display these fruits of the Spirit, is they are seeing God being displayed in us and through us. So number four, the Holy Spirit also, he gives us power to lay hands on the sick and heal them, both physically and spiritually. Acts 14, uh, 8 through 10 says, In Lystra there sat a man who was lame. He had been that way from birth and had never walked. He listened to Paul as he was speaking. Paul looked directly at him, saw that he had faith to be healed, and called out, Stand up on your feet. At that, the man jumped up and began to walk. Now, obviously, Paul in his physical body had no power to heal this man. But through the power of the Holy Spirit, he spoke to his situation and said, Stand up and walk. And the Holy Spirit brought healing to that man in that instant. Now, sometimes we think, well, the power of the Holy Spirit was greater in those days than it is now. But that is so untrue. For our God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And his power does not wane. So the same power that was displayed uh, in and through Jesus, and the same power that was displayed through Paul here is the same power that we have access to and can be displayed in us and through us in this day. And I totally believe that God wants to pour out his spirit on us in a way that we can lay hands on the sick, both in body and in spirit. And yeah, just another verse here, Acts 8, uh, 4 through 8. Those who had been scattered preached the word wherever they went, Philip went down to a city in Samaria and proclaimed the Messiah there. When the crowds heard Philip and saw the signs he performed, they all paid close attention to what he said. For with shrieks, impure spirits came out of many, and many who were paralyzed or lame were healed. So there was great joy in that city. Philip laid hands on people, and physical healing took place. Philip laid hands on people, and spiritual healing took place as impure spirits came out of them. And I believe that Holy Spirit wants to do the same thing in our day, in me, 
and in and through you, and in and through me, and in and through you as well. That when we lay hands on the sick, they will be healed. That when we, we lay hands on people that are dealing with anxiety and fears and, and different things like that, that they are going to be delivered, that they won't have those fears anymore, that they won't have those anxieties anymore, that they won't have those panic attacks anymore. I truly believe that the power of the Holy Spirit wants to flow through you and be that healing to somebody, whether it be physically or spiritually. It's the same power as it was yesterday at the same intensity uh, it is, was it yesterday, it is for us here today, in this day and time, in this climate that we're in. And if we just allow ourselves to believe and have faith, the Holy Spirit will do greater things. Again, like Jesus said, we will do greater things than we even saw him do. Number five, the Holy Spirit speaks through us. And this can be through prophesying, but it can also be through just encouraging somebody. Uh, I think a lot of times people think prophesying is always just speaking about future events, which is not all, all the time that. It's about speaking about uh, current situations, being able to speak uh, life into somebody's current situation. I've had many a time that uh, God has asked me to just talk to somebody, and he's, he's guided me in a way to talk to him about a, a certain issue, a certain uh, thing, and that person um, just happened to be dealing with whatever issue I was talking about. Well, just happened to de- be dealing with. No, it was a guiding of the Holy Spirit that guided me directly to their circumstance to talk to them and to encourage them and to uh, lift them up and build them up. And the Holy Spirit does that. He will speak to us to be able to speak into other people's lives, whether it be future events or current events, but he does that. He speaks to us. And I've also had times where um, I felt like the Holy Spirit uh, asking me to just text somebody or, or call somebody, just be like, hey, how's it going? And I know my wife has done this a lot, where she just texts somebody or, or calls somebody. But there's been times where I've had that, and that other person on the other side of that has been like, uh, the response has been, how did you know that You know, I wasn't doing that well today? Or how did you know that <laughs> I just needed a call? Um, but it wasn't me. It wasn't my wife. It was the Holy Spirit knows exactly where that person is. And he wants, you know, he wants to use us to be able to speak to them. And he does that. If we allow the Holy Spirit to work in us and and through us in that way, the Holy Spirit will speak to us and speak through us to other people. I, I personally have found it more in the, the current situations, but God also speaks to us about future events too. Uh, and I believe he is and gives us dreams. God speaks to us and gives us dreams about what is yet to come and, and gives us visions about what is yet to come uh, and to... Sometimes just trust him at what he has spoken to you. Um, yeah, the First uh, Corinthians fourteen three says, "But the one who prophesies speaks to people for their strengthening and their encouraging and their comfort." I know the Holy Spirit wants to use you to bring encouragement, to bring comfort, and to bring uh, just strengthening to people. So. I encourage you to, to ask God. It's not some weird thing that God is going to 
do, but just ask him, speak to me how I can be an encouragement to somebody else, and he will. Uh, Lastly, number six is the Holy Spirit prays through us. Holy Spirit, when we are filled and baptized by the Holy Spirit, he gives us a spiritual prayer language. And um, it's not something that our physical mind understands, but it's something our spirit understands. And when we pray in the Spirit, our spirit is being built up. When we're using that spiritual prayer language that God has given us, it builds us up and it, it prays kind of like in a secret code that is just between us and God and our spirit and God's spirit that the devil does not understand. And there's no way for him to counteract that or, or, or counter plan that. He can't plan for that. He can't uh, try to build a plan around what you are praying when you're using your spiritual prayer language with God, and it frustrates him. I also find that the Holy Spirit can guide, when we are submitting to the Holy Spirit, and when I'm praying uh, in my spiritual prayer language, and especially in situations that I just don't know what to pray about. I, I'm in a situation where I'm praying for somebody, and I'm just like, God, I don't know what to pray. And so I just start praying in my spiritual uh, language, and as I'm doing that, the Holy Spirit gives me direction in how to pray with my natural language for that situation. And uh, it's really amazing how God does that, how he guides and directs us in prayer to pray for certain situations when we're submitting to him and submitting to his spirit. And uh, it also gives us a new perspective, a different perspective sometimes when we're praying for something. We always, most of the time, start praying from our natural mindset, our natural uh, way of thinking, praying for certain situations. But when we begin to submit our spirit to God and begin to submit... um, uh, you know, what we are praying and start praying in our spiritual prayer language, then the Holy Spirit gives us a new perspective and uh, in which to pray and also a new authority in which to pray, that we can command these things to be done in Jesus' name because that authority, not our own, but that authority has been given to us by God and so that the Holy Spirit comes as we're praying and and shows us that, we can pray with that authority. We can speak to that situation and say, no, Satan, you haven't won uh, in this victory. My God is bigger. My God is greater. And so I'm speaking to the situation that his will would be done, that his healing would come, that his deliverance would come. And so the Holy Spirit comes uh, alongside of us and guides us and strengthens us and uh, gives us that authority in prayer and proclamation to declare these things uh, to be done in his power. And, uh, yeah, Romans 8.26 just highlights that, where it says, In the same way, the Spirit leads us in our weakness. We do not know what we ought to pray for, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us through wordless groans. Again, just showing you through Scripture what I was saying that, Holy Spirit prays through us. Even if we don't know what to pray, he will guide us and direct us to pray for specific situations and authority that is not our own, but in his authority to declare that his will and his goodness be done. Lastly, I just wanted to highlight that 
um, the Holy Spirit wants to fill each and every believer. It is not just for the elect. It is not just for those who pray for three hours a day or read ten chapters of the Bible a day. But the Holy Spirit wants to come and fill you. And I want to just read one last scripture here in Acts 2. Uh, verses 1 through 4. and says, When the day of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place. Suddenly a sound like the blowing of a violent wind came from heaven and filled the whole house where they were sitting. They saw what seemed to be tongues of fire that separated and came to rest on each of them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them. Notice, and I think it's highlighted uh, for you as well, it says, all of them were filled. He did not differentiate between the believers. He poured out his Spirit on all of them. And I believe so, uh, so much that the Holy Spirit wants to do the same now. He wants you to be filled with his presence. Holy Spirit wants you to be filled with, so that you can have his spirit of truth, so that you can break through the lies of the enemy, so that you can expose those lies, so that you can uh, walk in truth, and that you don't have to be afraid, so that you can march boldly into things that God is asking you to do, and so that it won't be you know, under your own strength, but under his strength. And he wants you to have that spiritual fruit displayed in and through you, so that the world will see God's goodness and God's love. And he wants you to have the power to lay hands on the sick, physically and spiritually. God wants to display his power through you in this way. And he wants you to have the Holy Spirit so that you can speak words of encouragement into people's current situations and and even their futures. Speak life into their future. Speak life into their current situation. And he wants to pray through you. Holy Spirit wants to pray through you in ways that you probably have not operated in your prayer life before. And uh, so the Holy Spirit wants to fill each and every one of us so that we can operate in the fullness of the Spirit and so that we can be the devil's worst nightmare, letting the Holy Spirit operate in and through us. And so as we close, I just wanted to pray. First of all, I wanted to pray for For those, if you have never accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior, that is the first step to inviting him into your life. Uh, If you're like, yes, I want the power of the Holy Spirit. I want to be bold, strong, and courageous. I want to have the spirit of truth living inside of me. The first step is to accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior. And if you've never done that, or maybe if you did at one point, but you've walked away and you need to recommit your life to God, I want to pray with you right now. And this is not just a a formula of words that you say, but uh, if you believe in your heart what you are professing with your mouth, you will be saved and you will enter into that intimate relationship with Jesus. So let's just pray together right now. Father God, thank you for sending your son, Jesus, to die in my place. Jesus, thank you so much that you allowed yourself 
to be crucified on that cross, that through your death was the payment for our sins. And by your stripes and by your blood and by your broken body, we are healed and we are made whole. And we just ask for your forgiveness right now for all of our sins. We repent and we turn to you. And right now, God, I ask that you would be my Lord, you'd be my Savior, and you would be my friend. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Amen. Now, if you made that commitment to God today for the very first time, I want to just uh, commend you. It's the best decision you will ever make. You have now entered into a relationship with the creator of the universe who spoke into existence all the facets that are around us, but who also formed and created you with his hands in a very unique and special way. And you've entered into that relationship with him today. And finally, I just wanted to pray uh, for the rest of us, for all of us now as believers, that the Holy Spirit would come, that he would fill us, that we would be empowered to do the things that he is calling us to do, that we would be empowered to uh, operate in a way that we would do greater things than what Jesus did as he said we should do. So, Lord God, Holy Spirit, I ask that you would come, that you would pour out your spirit, that you would fill each and every person right now who is listening to, to my voice, that you would come and you would fill them with your power, that you would fill them with your presence right now, overflowing, that they would be able to operate out of the overflow of the Holy Spirit, that they would be able to operate out of the overflow of the spirit of truth, of the spirit that overcomes fear, of the spirit of uh, the the spirit that produces the fruit, of the spirit that lay that can heal the sick, Lord God, both physically and spiritually, the spirit that uh, prophesies, that spirit that prays through us. I ask, Holy Spirit, that you would come right now and you would fill each and every person overflowing right now in your name. We ask Jesus. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you again for joining us today. Hopefully, you were encouraged today by this message, uh, and hopefully, you were empowered today by the Holy Spirit to go out and be the devil's worst nightmare as you let the Holy Spirit operate in you and through you. Thank you. Have a good day. Thank you for joining us today. We have a lot of great resources for you over at harborcitychurch.org. Come check us out, and I hope you have an awesome week.